0: If lazy. I can go home and I can put alcohol in my brownies and make and put alcohol that in my disgusting. cake. I, I don't know. <laughs> I should be able to put THC in there too. Why not?
1: No, like I know right? like a rum cake. Yeah. I'm just thinking of Josh not like enough. going home not making box brownies and dumping some like Hennessy in it or something. <laughs> how do you spell donut? No, seriously, how do you spell donut?
0: It's been so long since I've been in college. <laughs> but know I i'm josh duke
1: and i'm alex daris
0: and you're either listening to or watching dine drink clean the podcast where we are going to be joined by cleveland.com's best and brightest food experts insiders and influencers talking all things food here in cleveland
1: yeah, today we have a few fun topics to talk about um, with the recent legalization of recreational marijuana. We kind of want to talk about how could that impact the food and drinking culture of Cleveland. Uh, we're going to talk changes at the West Side Market, which is very exciting things coming up. And donuts, we're going to argue about donuts. So lots to stay tuned for. So yeah, I guess to get started, let's talk about this marijuana law that just passed. We have Paris Wolf here with us. Um, Welcome join- aboard. Yeah. Thank you. And we're going to talk about so um, Ohio voters voted to pass the legalization of recreational marijuana. It goes into effect December 7th, um, but there could be some changes like uh, who knows what's going to happen. But who it does make it very interesting how it could affect the edible part of it, because not everybody just Mm -hmm. smokes marijuana.
2: There is a whole eating side of it, too. So,
1: you know, kind of interesting. What do you think, Paris?
2: I think that, um, well, I did talk to the Ohio Restaurant Association and they said that they haven't come up with any policies yet, but they expect to have their members talk to them about what they want to do when it comes to edibles and drinkables within their establishments.
1: Yeah. So does it sound like it could be possible that there's like a bar that, I mean, obviously again, we don't know what the laws, but a bar you could go to and instead of drinking alcohol, you drink something that has marijuana in it.
2: Mm. There are. Beverages, spirits in other states that have the law approved that are infused with THC. So that could be a big possibility in Ohio.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like as we're in this really murky space right now where we don't know what's about to happen with this law, what's about to happen with the actual regulations, how it's going to shake out it's very much up in the air. What is it going to look like? Worst case scenario right now, because I think what do what do the Republicans on the side of things for marijuana um, want? They want to limit like um, the amount of THC. Yeah. So
1: the voters yeah. passed um, certain the whole law that they wanted, and now the Republican senators are trying to tweak it a little bit. Um, they the big one that would definitely affect. The food part of it is home growing. They don't want you to be able to grow marijuana plants at home, which if you do grow at home, again, not everybody smokes it. You Mm -hmm. can turn it into baked goods or whatever. You can cook with it. Um, I mean, that would totally open up if you are allowed to grow at home an at-home bakery business, depending on the legislation with that. But if not, um, if these changes end up passing, then that's totally going to impact A lot. I mean, they also want to put regulations on the levels of THC, Mm -hmm. which who knows how that's going to go because a lot of these products I know um, are manufactured like on a national level. Like they're not made in Ohio, so Mm -hmm. they can't really make, you know, it's just very interesting. Um, So we'll see when they vote on that. But as of now, it's kind of the world is the oyster for the marijuana and food topic. So it seems like a fun thing to just... Think about. Yeah, like.
0: I mean, we, we live in a world right now where, like, you can go to the store. You can buy alcohol easily. You can go to a restaurant and be served alcohol or an alcohol-infused item mm-hmm. with a, you know, like a liquor license. So, like, for me, being in Cleveland, Ohio, like, I've never been, like— in an existence where it's like the same could be true for marijuana where you could go to a bakery and potentially get a a THC infused edible or or something like that the
1: interesting middle which i think me and paris know about just from reporting is like the kava bars and kratom Mm. because you can go to like technically that you don't need a special license to sell kava um or kratom but they are, people say they have these effects on you, but mm-hmm. I mean, you can get a drink to go and drive. Not that I'm saying you and There's mean. no
2: regulation and they are what plants from the South Pacific that have to physical defeat. effects on your, both your mental and your physical. Yeah,
1: the, I know the, the Kratom specifically, it targets the opioid receptors of your brain. So people say it could have pain relief. Um, again, a, a lot of the Kava bars are pretty good with the dosages. Like you kind of know. How much you're it's not like you're going into like a a gas station and and buying kratom mm-hmm. like that, but um it is just interesting because it's like we don't have any regulations for this, mm-hmm. like you said with alcohol, you can go into a number you can go into a gas station and buy alcohol and stuff, but then it's just interesting how with marijuana, it's all this mm-hmm. just stigmas with it and stuff,
0: yeah, and, oh, go ahead
2: I was just say what about being able to just go across the- the border of another state and bring it back i mean. And the tax situation there is going to be lower than ours if the Republicans get their way. So, why wouldn't people just go to Michigan? Well, that's why I'm
1: very skeptical, I guess, about these changes. Because, I mean, like, that's like, like I was reporting in Massachusetts for a while. Like, it's very, very regulated, but there's some things it's like these marijuana companies have been in business for a while. They know what they're doing, and they're going to tell the if these changes don't make sense with their business model it's not even going to be worth Mm -hmm. worth it you know like true
0: yeah and i one thing though like as i'm trying to compare because it it feels like voters want it to be treated like um like alcohol which is kind of like what the the vote kind of essentially said at the at its basic point but i do think like maybe there is a some room for discussion because of like one difference between alcohol and marijuana is that I guess there's maybe a smell. And so like maybe that comes through with like edibles. I don't know. I don't have. Well, I know (laughs) also
1: just from being in Massachusetts Mm -hmm. too with edibles, there is a smell like you can make it with the flour Mm -hmm. and turn it in. But there's also they sell these products called tinctures and it's totally scentless and Mm -hmm. you can literally it's like in a dropper bottle and put it in whatever you want you could put it in mac and cheese you could put it in cookies you could put it in a drink whatever and there's no smell to it and stuff so it's like mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be very interesting I think especially from if someone is a baker in Cleveland who's interested in going that route I think it's very lucrative mm-hmm. um and would make a lot of sense especially like think of it like from a foodie standpoint you're not just gonna want to eat a pop brownie just because there's I mean, I feel like it's a whole experience with it. You know, you want to teach it. Oh, an experience for sure.
0: Well,
2: Well, yeah. People who just, you know, Well, no, but from a foodie perspective. Like, if
0: you
1: look at it like that, like, you want, I mean, think about it. I know, uh, which I, I watch, like, stupid shows like The Real Housewives and stuff, but they just had a dinner on there where it was a full three course. THC infused meal from appetizer entree to dessert and it's like what if a fine dining restaurant could do that here
0: yeah that would be insane i think there's clearly a big niche for that i mean like obviously a lot of people have always smoked uh, marijuana pot or whatever so like plenty of people eat edibles legally or not and so there's going to be a lot of business reasons to like get that going and i can just imagine like. Just being at a restaurant and someone just like getting baked. Yeah. <laughs> someone just getting baked right at the other table. Like, oh yeah, they they order the uh the special like. But uh, think about pot, it. People
1: get wasted <laughs> all the time. Like, yeah, true. It's, it's exactly. It's, it's so ingrained in us. Exactly. I feel like. There is
0: it, no like. There's no surprise or no well, like. Uh, no one bats their eye when someone walks out of a restaurant like kind stumbling, of stumbling. Yeah. John, because they've just had one too many cocktails, one too many drinks, like. I want that. This I want that to be the same for
1: marijuana. I don't mean people. that. It would just make sense. That's what the voters voted for. Yeah. But.
0: Yeah. What do you think? Like, uh, do you like culturally? Like, what does that look like in other places where it is legal right now? Like, what does that look like? Are there like? Can I go in a place where it's a le- where it's legal legalized recreation marijuana and just like go to a restaurant and, oh, there's a menu item that is laced with, you know. Yes. You
1: can see a couple of things. It, it depends, think, state um, by state, Demographic,
2: for sure. you're going to see maybe a younger population who sees less stigma in it. And also, the people who are smoking it, I know of one restaurant in our area that was trying to keep people out because they smell too strongly mm. of the smoking marijuana. Would they do but, it with cigarettes? That's a good question. I was just wondering.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think also with the other states, like I know in Massachusetts, it's very, very like regulated. The whole state, everything there is very regulated. So it's not as much of a thing to be able to go into a bar like that. Um, It's, it's mostly at the dispensaries. But I did see like when I was in Las Vegas, they were advertising like a lounge, like a marijuana lounge where you could mm. go. And like, so I think it, it depends on the state. I think with Ohio, we could probably look at a lot at what Michigan's been doing. I feel like. In general, that's probably a closer state than Colorado or California to what we'll do. But, I mean, I also know it takes a while. Like, in Massachusetts, I forget, but it was at least after the law was passed a year or two until the first dispensary came. So, who even knows when we're going to see the first legal marijuana recreational dispensary in Cleveland. It could not be maybe till 2025 Mm -hmm. be like... Right. There's a long way to go, but yeah. It's but tomorrow, December seventh, it's officially legal, so we'll see if people start getting
2: crossing the border. <laughs> yeah, or
1: something. Like...
0: Yeah, I just I know there's gonna be some cool opportunity for some business out there to make a niche out of this. that's kind of exciting a little bit. Well I yeah. hope well, I kinda hope. I'm not gonna lie. Like, well, I hope like that you that said, that's...
1: people do it anyways. Yeah. I mean it's safer if it's regulated, it's safer if you're buying it
0: mm-hmm. from a
1: store, not off the street. Like, yeah. way safer. So, yeah. just makes a lot of sense that it would be.
0: Yeah, different. If ways. I can go home <laughs> and I can put alcohol in my brownies and make and put alcohol in my disgusting. cake, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I should be able to put no, THC in there too. Why no, not? Like a,
1: good Why not one? a rum cake. No, like a rum cake. Yeah. I was just thinking of Josh. Not like. Going home, making rom. box
0: brownies and dumping some
1: like Hennessy in it or something.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, plenty of people do it. Go at it. Go, no, they if do. You want alcohol infused popcorn, no. brownies, bourbon cookies.
1: balls? Like that's yeah. a thing. Yeah, That's a
0: thing. Let's let's welcome in the THC community. <laughs> the community. The let's voters
1: did. The voters it. did. So yeah, definitely lots to keep keep up to date with on the marijuana and food part. I I know me and Paris will probably. be very busy reporting on that kind of stuff. So yeah. it'll be fun to watch. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're, I'm sure we're going to have you guys covered every step of the way with that because it's, it's definitely something to watch. Um, but in terms of like things that are up in the air, I know that there is kind of a lot of moving and shaking going on in the West Side market. So <laughs> what's going on over there? Well,
2: they've been working on a master plan um, to make a lot of changes to the market. And recently, they were allocated $10 million um, by city council. And now they're moving forward with the Cleveland Public Market Corporation, which is a nonprofit that is going to be managing the market instead of the city, which is going to make change happen faster. And they just hired an executive director who is going to be taking over January 3rd. And then they are introducing um, six new positions who can help manage the market
1: and this is the first time that it's not really the city doing it right like right, a, it, it is right. a different entity past, doing it yeah
2: in the past the market it's been under the um management of the utilities department and the utilities department has a lot of things yeah, that think come of, of how of the busy market. they are and they have run. yeah i mean snow mm. plowing garbage all that comes first
0: yeah yeah i would imagine so like historically does it feel like the west side market has constantly had a call to like change and like revitalization or is this oh, like kind it's been of a-
2: going on for a long time asking mm-hmm. for solutions and the thing is a lot of things have deteriorated over the years like this summer they had four all four freight elevators down yep. before that they only had one elevator working so there's just been a lot of neglect well
1: and it's such an asset to the city like compared to other cities don't have a west side market like all the time especially one that's that old so it would just make sense to nurture it a lot you know
2: it brings in a lot of tourism i think it brings in between 800,000 and a million people yeah passing through each year yeah
1: and i know with the master plan they're kind of planning on um amping that up a little bit with like more
2: food stalls and food mm. courts yeah. where people can eat in event space um, the event space is the
1: smartest i've always said i literally have always said walking in the west side market i'm like Someone needs to get married up there. Like it would right, be a beautiful right. wedding. And now it's of thing like they're going
2: to put in the the master plan calls for putting in some kitchens, some commercial kitchen space. Oh, that's that awesome! Be able to cater the um, events. Yeah. And they'd also be able to do educational programming um, for people who need to learn how to cook as. As all the way up to people who already Me. Do know how. <laughs> I need to learn. <laughs> no, I'll but be that, there. oh
1: my god, that would be so fun to do a cooking class. I know. The West Go shopping blanket.
2: downstairs, and then just come upstairs into the cooking space and create something from it.
1: Yeah. No, I mean it's awesome. Like, who knows how long? Obviously, it's so much in the master plan. How much did they say it's estimated to cost?
2: I think it's between forty and forty-five million is what they're looking wow. at. Wow.
1: Yeah, but think so of that's the building. So the
2: point—is they have a. Job that's the director of development. That in the nonprofit management group, they're going to be able to raise funds, which the city couldn't raise funds from. Oh yeah. Yeah, they couldn't raise funds from mm-hmm. um, like grants foundations and stuff. And yeah. grants, but now, now that they're nonprofit managed, they can. Oh, that's
0: awesome. That is awesome. It sounds like this is going to be like a very decisive different approach to like revitalizing the west side market than we've seen in you know years well it's a holistic approach for sure and
2: it's been done in other markets in other parts of the country so it's not an untried model it's been a successful model for other cities
0: what do you think what do you think that we're like sort of striving for is there another example that in the country or the world. I don't know that we should kind of sort of be aiming for with this planet. It yeah, kind of feels there, Are like... there any
1: that they cited that were about. Yeah. We
2: looked at, um, when they were doing some presentations on the market, they looked at places like Findlay Market um, mm-hmm. in Southern Ohio. We talked about, um, oh, a, a number of markets. But I think the West Side Market is unique and it can pull totally from various yeah. models and come up with something that we're stronger mm-hmm. at. Oh, because
1: I think in other cities, it's you either kind of have the
2: farmer's market vibe
1: that's not like a market that's a grocery store, or you have it like a where it's all food courts. And it's like it would.
2: Right. And the West Side Market has always
1: been both. You could always get a sausage
2: sandwich there and get your groceries. But it's a food court like in Mm -hmm. Philadelphia. Yeah. And in Michigan, in Fort Wayne, there's a lot of vendors that sell non-food products um, oh, You see a lot of different kinds of models, and ours is very food-oriented, and the surveys have shown people want more um, eat-in options because it's <gasps> Well, limited think of how
1: now. hard it is to, even if you get a crepe there and you try to walk up and sit yeah. on you know the ledge, you know you can't there's eat nowhere to anywhere. Eat That's why you end up, I mean, the restaurant there is like one of my favorites, but... It's like you don't always want to sit and eat at the restaurant. you, you want to can't get some... always get a seat. Well, that too, it's yeah. It's
0: not
2: that big. Yeah.
0: yeah, so the West Side Market is like over 100 years old now at this point, right? It's 111. Yeah. 111, right. So um, in terms of like thinking about like modernizing some of the services and like the space itself, I think – Right now, we're kind of moving in a space where a lot of us want to get delivered food to our houses. I think that is just oh. like a trend that we're experiencing. I wonder if like that's on the radar. If they're trying to like implement that into their business. I model. know some
1: yeah. of the vendors will like I know Jim's Meats, which I just wrote about in our um, gift guide, food mm-hmm. gift guide. They will do like basically she lives in North Ridgeville from the West Side Market. If you live on a ride home she'll give you free delivery pretty much. <laughs> um, so I think a lot of the vendors will do that, but I wonder if they would do that on a larger if model.
0: If
2: mm-hmm. a DoorDash or, yeah. I yeah, or Postmates about or
1: something.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, that would help with, like, I know we talk about, like, food deserts, right? Like, in the Western mm-hmm. market, is like, in a specific area. So, like, to just make it more accessible to people, I don't know. Is yeah. know, it would be it would be great if you could get it delivered. I don't know, like no, I don't want to leave it, my house to well, also, anything. Also, like this, if you look at the twenty twenty,
1: if you look at the grocery delivery options now, you can't really get a lot of local at all. It's like yeah. Walmart, Target, Meyer, like. But it's like sometimes I literally go to the West Side Market because it's the only place I can get certain things I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So it would be kind of nice to have. Not that I use grocery delivery that much, but it is nice. Like during the holidays when it's busy and you don't want to go downtown.
2: There's a business opportunity for someone. Us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, let's run a
0: van. Let's yeah. quit now and let's go. Let's get this business. Going. Sorry, guys,
1: podcast over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But I guess also, what do you think with this master plan? Are they going to be implementing it in phases? Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: Like the. What's early the first phase? priority? Yeah. One of the first priorities is to get the basement renovated. That's I don't what I figured. Know. I was down there maybe 15 years ago. And I've heard it hasn't changed. And 15 years ago, it was a throwback to maybe the 50s. So Mm. it needs a lot of work. And then as they move on, um, some of the HVAC, because it gets hot in the summer and chilly in the winter. It stays warm when there's lots of people. But yeah, yeah, it can be pretty cold.
1: No, yeah, and that's probably a huge... Expense, but so yeah, the first phase would be more of the structural, yeah, stuff the structural
2: funds. things to maintain the facility. So
1: obviously, it's going to come down to when they can get the money. But when do we think, like, do we think in a decade this will be done?
2: Um, from the information I've seen, everything moves so slowly. I know I mean, every time there's a proposal to get some money, it takes two or three months for even to get through council, yeah, but or longer. Um, but I think, um, I would say within the next five to tenure?
1: That'd be awesome.
2: Depends on what happens with the political administration over time, too. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah.
1: Maybe they'll get a nice really rich donor who wants to see the Westside right? Market. Yeah. Like, here's 20 million.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right, right.
1: Um, yeah, well, yeah. that sounds very exciting. It's always the West Side Market is one of the biggest food assets we have here in Cleveland, so always good to keep up to date and see what's going on there, especially it's the holidays. Mm -hmm. I know I did a, a, everyone likes to shop at the Westside Market during the holidays. It can be a little overwhelming too. I did a a (laughs) survival guide to how to navigate that and stuff. So there's a lot going on and a lot to be said about.
0: So on that, how do you survive shopping at the Westside Market during the (laughs) holidays? You
1: go early and you you can call ahead. A lot of people don't know like every single, especially if you need like, 10 pounds of potatoes or something stupid, like mm-hmm. call ahead and they will put them aside because they run out of stuff too. Um, especially with meats. I know people who at the market, like they order their Thanksgiving turkeys at the beginning of October just to like have it like reserved. Right, right. Um, yeah,
2: absolutely. Well, especially if you want like a, if you want something unusual order it, you can, you really, if you don't see it in the case, that doesn't mean you can't get it. Oh no. You can usually get it. If especially I like it.
1: the prime ribs and stuff. They won't keep them all in the case.
2: Like it's, right. it mm-hmm. depends. Right. An unusual cut. Yeah. One of the bakers
1: actually suggested that the last two hours of Eddie Brown's game on a Sunday <laughs> is mm. like empty. He's like, "Come in, uh, there's yes, nobody there." Absolutely, yeah.
2: State Michigan game too. Oh, that's a good yeah. that day.
0: All right, and so now we have Peter Chakirian here, and we are going to have a really fantastic conversation about donuts in Cleveland.
3: Well, uh, best of team regularly polls the audience, our uh, readership, to find out who loves what in town and just how much. And so Mm. uh, the most recent ones uh, covered chili and wings, and now we segued ourselves into donuts. Perfect uh, food item for this time of year. Mm. We're all kind of adding our winter padding, as it Mm -hmm. were. So it feels like the right thing at the right time. And uh, so we reached out to our readership and asked them if they would share their favorites with us. And... uh, They did so in massive order. We had, I think, well over 10,000 unique votes uh, just to get us down to the 20 uh, that we had boiled down to for official voting. So the nominations process alone was crazy.
1: How many, okay, if you got like 10,000 entries, like how many donut shops? It had to be a couple hundred.
3: Yeah, we we were up. Close to 200 of them. Wow, Wow! I didn't even yeah. know there and that's, were that and many. That's, and that's across the readership footprint. So we're talking, mm-hmm. you know, greater Cleveland. Um, so mm-hmm. multi-county, uh, lots and lots of places to choose from.
1: So wh- who, who were the top three?
3: Well, so um, in third place, but in the first place, I think of the hearts of many, <laughs> uh, Jack Frost Donuts. Oh, I love uh, them. In, uh, Brooklyn, um, awesome donut shop. Can't get enough of them. and. Uh, their fans came out and really rallied and supported them. Um, place has been around for a very long time. They are without doubt um, one of the anchor places that people who uh, live here go to, but also um, they're a bit of a tourist trap too. So Oh,
1: for sure. No, people definitely like know of them who aren't from Cleveland, for sure. For sure. So, And then you had number two.
3: So number two, uh, Big Mouth Donuts. Uh, they're located in Rocky River, but they oh. started off in Hingetown. Uh, right near where Beat jar juice bar is. Mm -hmm. And um, COVID had its way with those folks. And unfortunately, um, they had to pivot. Like a lot of businesses had to pivot, but they ended Mm -hmm. up in Rocky River, uh, kind of better traffic flow. So uh, they were able to sort of navigate through COVID really well, um, doing uh, deliveries, but also, you know, essentially like pickups. So um, yeah, the, the, the Brewers, um, Kelly and Diana Brewer own that shop, and uh, their their second place win is definitely uh, uh, justified. Yeah. yeah, definitely warranted.
1: Yeah, and then you had that drum roll.
3: Yeah, drum roll. So the first the first uh, place winner, um, and they have a great story too. Uh, Donut Land in mm. Brunswick, and uh, Amanda Reinerth is sort of third generation uh, owner of that location. Um, and her family, um, started that with her grandfather, um, and that was handed down to her father. And she ultimately was going to be the one to to take over the donut shop, but she lost her grandfather and her father in the span of just under two years. Oh, wow. And so that family, you know, kind of was going through a lot of upheaval and that was coming on the heels of COVID too. Yeah. Um, when the Reinerts first uh, decided they wanted to open a donut shop in Brunswick, uh, a lot of residents said, "Don't bother. You know, it's just not going to get supported." Mm-hmm. Uh, but the community has really supported them over the years, and you know, obviously, when uh, they had that sort of one-two, you know, punch of loss uh, for the family, the community really rallied and supported them, and uh, to suddenly have them in a a contest for Donuts, Best Donuts, they um, came out and supported. And, mm-hmm. and so it's definitely a more old school kind mm-hmm. of um, uh, feel for what they do. The Donuts definitely feel like they're old school too. And when you walk into that shop, it feels like, you know, a shop that could be, you know, off the road of Route 66. <laughs> um, it definitely has that, you know, checkerboard floor, you know, with red mm-hmm. and the whole bit.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really awesome. Are
1: there any of your favorite donut places that you're sad to see or in the top well
0: three? i saw i saw one of them in the top 20 Which uh one? brew nuts oh brew yeah Brewnuts in gordon square I mm-hmm. think. yeah i really really enjoy brew nuts and i thought they would they would have had a chance and obviously if they landed in the top 20 then they did but yeah um i love brew nuts i think i love like a good specialty like donut a
1: bougie of, donut yeah a bougie donut
0: <laughs> something that's just loaded with stuff that just makes you want to go like uh, let me take a photo let me post you know yeah. <laughs> I love I love that and plus like you know obviously it tastes really good and another thing about brew, nut, brew nuts that I really love that um it's kind of unique is that it's kind of like a bar too so like yeah. yeah there's there's cocktails that you can pair with your donuts no, you know yeah. there's there's no, they have like
1: watch parties for stuff like I watched a reality TV show finale there like cuz a bunch of people were they just had mm-hmm. a watch party for it it's like, okay, the donut shop. Yeah,
0: beer and donuts. Like, yeah. who, who would ever thought? And and I think right now they're having, like, a lot of, like, seasonal holiday oh, um, yeah. items that just I cannot wait to try. I haven't had an opportunity to yet. But, yeah, that's... that's. Yeah. I'm happy for, you know, the the top three. But, you know, and that justice. would have been my no,
1: vote. I was very upset to not see the donut pantry in Lakewood be mm. in the top three because those are the best. Like, if you're talking classic or donuts like that is a donut shop that you would see in a movie like and all of their donuts are good i always get them when we do like brown's tailgates and stuff and it's like everyone's like where did you get these donuts like it's just a glazed donut but it's so good
3: well that's the funny part too i mean there's so many of them like you say we were joking about bougie donuts Mm -hmm. you know sometimes they have a whole second story of stuff on on top of them uh, which is wonderful but sometimes that that pure simple you know yeast raised glazed donut mm-hmm. is just perfection and uh when i think about something like that that takes me back to like becker's donuts i grew up yeah. on the west side and becker's were in the top 20. they were one of the um, uh, one of the shops that uh, fans came out and really rallied for and supported but i remember those from when i was a kid and uh, you know rolling down on the rta bus to around 220 and lorraine and grabbing those they were right next door to um, a pharmacy and uh, so, you know, that was just one of those things where, like, you get one after you, you know, went to visit your doctor if you had a cold. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. So, Is like, an
1: apple fritter a donut?
3: Uh, te- uh. Technically, yes. But I think some people would say no. I mean, we could have another whole podcast about that.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask the same question. Actually, really? Alex. Like, <laughs> what is a donut technically? Because I feel like there's, like, a lot of, like, gray areas around, like, what a donut is. Obviously, it's not just a circle. It's not, like... You know, maybe it's just like, is there a particular like formula that makes a donut a donut as opposed to another type of pastry? (laughs) That's
1: actually a good question because I feel like too, like, I I mean, I go to like a lot of Puerto Rican bakeries and stuff like that. And they always have like, it basically is a donut, but Mm -hmm. they call it like it's always something else or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, like fried dough. It probably has to be sweet Mm -hmm. or does it?
0: Yeah, does it because we're like putting bacon on these things now, like we're loading them with like savory flavors.
3: In fact, they're they're uh, the donut shops that uh, finished in the top three. One of them has got savory donuts too. So
1: what kind?
3: Um, oh, um, I knew you were gonna ask. <laughs> I can't recall what the flavor was.
1: But not just like bacon and chocolate, like a savory. No, like,
3: it was definitely a savory. Interesting. A savory one.
1: So who knows what a donut has to be?
0: I mean, at that point, aren't we just dealing with bagels? Like, am I crazy? <laughs> like, if we're just not, if we're taking a sweetness, well, a bagel sweetness- is
1: boiled, and then it's baked.
0: Oh, That's- I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> That's the difference. Is a ba- a bagel is boiled and
0: a donut is fried? Okay, all donuts are fried? Not all donuts are fried. Yeah, really, baked.
1: like which kinds?
3: there are i forget which varieties there are that are the baked ones um some of the cake donuts are baked oh mm.
1: interesting so who even knows what a donut is no unless <laughs> if we
0: can't define it then donuts just don't exist at this point. like i think that's just <laughs> well like how what do you what about
1: from. how do you spell donut <laughs> no seriously how do you spell donut
0: you go first. No, you go first.
3: <laughs> I think the joke in the newsroom was that a lot of people are spelling it D O N U T now because it's less letters, which means there's less money to spend. Mm-hmm. On marketing, sign. yeah. It's all marketing.
0: It's been so long since I've been in college. Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember? I know, I know, I know, I know, Alex. Okay, but I just, <laughs> I just remember there being like some like topic of discussion that was like. Is it the brand name like that's actually not official or like in AP style? But that's a whole other conversation. No,
1: doughnut. It should be like doughnut like D O U G H N U T.
0: Well, that's not how we spell it on Cleveland.com. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm confused. Well, I guess,
1: yeah, when you were doing that, do all the places spell it differently?
3: Every place spells it different. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. That's so annoying. Well, <laughs> sure.
3: I mean, and that's that's definitely going to be a problem. One thing I do want to sort of work in here as a part of the conversation with third place Jack Frost, down the road, the Aviator Pub actually has a Jack Frost glazed donut mm. cheeseburger. It's a smash burger oh. between pieces, parts of that
0: glazed mm. donut. I
1: haven't wow. been there yet, the new place.
0: I don't know i don't think donuts should be mixed with burgers like that's that good just, that sounds, that sounds crazy. good that sounds like that means more for me it's too much you, you gotta know. live a little it's just too much <laughs> it's just cheese and greasy patties with mm, i don't know i'm sure it's delicious not gonna lie <laughs> But I don't think you should do that. That doesn't sound like it should be legal. <laughs> yes. Wh- where are the Republicans? Let's illegalize.
1: Illegalize.
0: They got
2: problems
0: with the burgers. It's
3: a hibernation special.
0: Really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That no. sounds like a good nap. No, I'm sure it's <laughs> going to be really great. No,
1: but um, I haven't been to that aviator because that's new, n- newer. Mm-hmm. What was it before the bomber? 100 bomb place or something? It's by the airport. I don't know what it was, like the Bomb Squad place or whatever, Mm -hmm. but um, it looks like it's really a cool event space now. Did anyone try to vote for, like, Duggan Donuts?
3: (laughs) No, we were pretty clear um, when we, you know, set out to have people vote that we wanted sort of mom and pop, Mm -hmm. uh, local, you know. Those were the focus for this particular um, endeavor.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, that sucks for Christine Creams Glazed Donuts because, man...
1: They are good. <laughs> they are, are good. I'm sorry. But they have to be hot.
0: Yeah, that's true. Or,
1: like, they're not act- – I feel like it's more of a ritual. <laughs> like, <laughs> eat a Krispy Kreme donut.
3: There's there's something about them. Like, if you don't eat them right when they're hot, they just aren't the same. It's kind of like if you let Taco Bell sit for a couple of hours. Oh. It's mm-hmm. not. And See, this is how we bring the whole conversation full circle. We started off with – with conversations about legalization, and now we're talking about donuts and the Taco, Taco Bell. Bell yeah. and they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, I think so. well,
1: that would be a marijuana-infused donut shop. That could be on the next that, round. There you, you go. Know? Someone,
0: <laughs> you have a business model just presented <laughs> for you. Just, just
1: take just my ideas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Take
1: them. Yes,
0: a dozen of millions of dollars. Just
1: a dozen of millions of dollars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a dozen of millions of dollars. <laughs>
3: We do math.
0: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah. Hard. All right. So I guess that's all we have to say about donuts. Um, before we wrap it up and we get out of here, Alex, have you eaten or drinking anything cool around Cleveland lately?
1: Yes, with you actually. Um, Josh and I went this week to the Intercontinental Hotel in Cleveland on Carnegie Avenue, and they have this new winter chalet experience going through February, and it was awesome. Like it was like we did the fondue pots. We did. We grilled our own. Lamb chops and with the raclette cheese and everything. It was really awesome. And it was very fun to watch Josh learn how to use a fondue
0: pot. Yeah, that was crazy. I'm like, I'm just taking the sticks. I'm trying to pour the cheese. Yeah, like, you know, you take the
1: stick, you dip the bread, and then you dip it in the pot. Josh was taking the stick and trying to spoon the cheese out of the pot.
0: I'm like, come on, this is not efficient. I'm like but I don't I don't get it. What <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you're like him, they'll help you there. They definitely yeah. were helping us um use a little reclet table and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I want one of those um for my house. They have really cute igloos. We had they had so many cute, like, drinks, festive drinks and stuff. Yeah. It was awesome. It was a
0: really unique dining experience, one that I haven't really had. It feels like fine dining, but, like, in another world, in another, like, very wintry world. I know.
1: It's pre ski Like, you're yeah. in the Alps. You're in the
0: Alps, <laughs> like, literally in the mountains, like, in a wooden cabin, but, like, in a hotel. Yeah. And it just had a lot of great – and the people really kind of made it, like, yeah. the serving people. They were able to, like, really – sort of talk you through the experience and make you like really understand like what's going on what you're eating and how it relates to the Alps and
1: Yeah, cuz the whole menu is kind of French and German themed, it's very hearty, like local sausages, lots of cheese, mm-hmm. lots of strudels and stuff. And
0: was, the cocktails were so delicious. They were very they delicious. Were delicious.
1: Um yeah, and it was it was a really awesome experience and the cool thing about that is it is going through February, so it's mm-hmm. a great Valentine's Day plan. I know Josh was already making his plans uh, before he even left so yeah that would be an awesome thing to do this winter if you're looking for something fun that we enjoy doing together so
0: yeah absolutely
1: so thanks so much for listening to the dine drink lee podcast make sure to follow us on instagram at dine drink lee um and sign up for the at dine drink lee newsletter at cleveland.com slash
2: newsletters thanks thanks goodbye